Welcome to the Celtics Corner, hosted by Brian Nasto, where we recap every Celtics game. Joined by special guests with in-depth breakdowns, latest topics of everything and anything Celtics. Do you bleed green and gold? Go follow my social media at Celtics Corner underscore on Twitter and Instagram for live game updates, posts, and discussions for your Boston Celtics. Now, before we get things started, I just wanted to um, give my thanks and my respects for the old owner of this podcast. His name, ironically as well, is Brian. Brian Cartarelli. Uh, the podcast name used to be called The Celtics Fifth Corner. Uh, it was created back in 2019, um, continued through COVID, uh, and, it fe- and it fell short. And I'm just here picking up the pieces. He walked so I can run. Uh, this is a... Um, think of it in as in reincarnation, all right? And it is now called the Celtics Corner. So if you're diehard Celtics fans like myself, like Brian, go follow the socials at Celtics Corner underscore, underscore, Jesus, I can't talk today. And uh, yeah, so let's just get on with me. So a little bit about myself is uh, I'm from New Jersey. I'm not from Boston, but I'm a diehard Celtics fan, and I'll tell you why. It was back in 2007. I think I just turned eight years old. My birthday's November 1st, so it's usually right right when the NBA season starts. And it was the New Jersey Nets hosting the Boston Celtics. My dad, I think, took me to one of my first ever NBA games to the point where I can, like, understand the game in a way. Like, I, I, knew, I knew I understood basketball. I didn't really know players or teams or anything like that. It was fun. It was the New Jersey Nets hosting the Boston Celtics. And I just remember... Like, this, who is this green team? This green team's really good. They're kicking their ass. And my dad's like, oh, that's the Boston Celtics. Ever since then, I stuck with them, and it was actually that same exact year, I believe, they won the last NBA Finals back in 2008, as we all remember. And then 2010, we lost Game 7 against Kobe in the Finals. And then just last year, we fell short two games in the Finals versus the Warriors. So... Uh, every, everything since then. And now I've been through the thick and thin with you guys and, um, you know, we're on a revenge tour this year. So, uh, but other than that, that's a little bit about me. Let's get on with the podcast. Now, last night we had Celtics versus Pelicans. They won 125 to 114, making their record now 30 and 12 first team to 30 games won this season. Uh, Brown dropping a 41-point game, Tatum 31. Uh, excellent performance from these two. You know, they go in every game, and they prove why they are the best duo in the NBA. I mean, a 41-point game from Brown is huge. It just goes to show that Jalen Brown is just as much as an all-star as Jason Tatum. And Jalen Brown has been snubbed for the past couple of years from the All-Star game, and I hope this is the year where it's like enough enough is enough. You know, this guy, this guy is an All-Star just as much as Tatum is. So it should be fun to see both of them play together in the All-Star game this year. I think the voting right now is Jalen Brown is fourth in the backcourt, and Tatum is third right now, which kind of brings up a question. Kevin Durant is going to be the team captain most likely, which Loki doesn't make sense, but you know, all-star voting is a joke anyways. He's going to be the team captain as lo- as well as LeBron. Does that mean KD's going to start himself over Jason Tatum? Because we all know 
between the two, Tatum should be the starter there. But, I, I mean, I, I don't know how it's going to be done. I believe also if Joe beats the Nets tonight at 7 p.m., if they beat their, I believe he is the the head coach for the East All-Stars, which would be awesome. I'm getting off track here. Let's go back to the Pelicans and Celtics game. Tatum, 31 points. It is his 13th consecutive game with 25 points or more. He is seven games away from breaking the all-time record at 19, so he needs seven more to break the all-time record there. Pretty, pretty great. I mean, cannot complain about this game. A lot of good came out of it. Jalen Brown, 18 points, 10 rebounds in the first half, recording his first double-double in the first half of a game. You could really tell that Brown is start like it felt like watching that game. Every time Brown was about to drive the ball, you could just feel like he, you know, that was going in. He was a really aggressive last night, driving to the paint. And then also, you know where his game is, that post, that post fadeaway, right around the free throw line, that mid-range game. He's just money from there every time. You know, you could put whoever on him. He's got that fade locked down. And it's just it's just such a beautiful shot to what like it, it's 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 so the ball, the arc of it is so high, but he just he just finds a way to get that ball in every time. And it, it was just an excellent shooting performance by him. Tatum, rough start in the first half, but he kind of closed the deal in the fourth quarter, picking up most of his 31 points in the fourth, giving to the 125 to 114 win now uh some role players that stepped up last night we got to look over at malcolm brogdon came off the bench picks up a silent 20 points definitely more aggressive in the past couple of games you can see brogdon is starting to attack more being more comfortable taking the ball going in with it or creating space for a shot you love to see something like that because going into this offseason we knew that Malcolm Brogdon was going to be a huge piece to this offense if 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 healthy, if he continues to stay healthy, and he has. And he's been very well, I mean, he he's not it's not like he's dropping 15, 20 points a night, but the kid contributes and he's doing what he was supposed to do from the moment he was picked up from the Celtics. And I'm just glad Brad Stevens made that trade in the offseason because it just makes this team like a juggernaut having so much depth and being able to switch players off defenders and they just do so well with the ball and Brogdon picking up a silent 20 points is just you know not something you notice in the game until afterwards and you look at the stat line like oh wow Brogdon put up put up 20 points he came aggressive out in the third quarter when the when the Pelicans were making their comeback him and Al Horford were the reasons why the Celtics stayed out in front Al Horford finding his rhythm as well from deep he went four from six and then in Chicago the night before on Monday he went two for five with a game-winning three so coming from two of those players that don't really see that much of an offensive heavy role in the in the offense it's just nice to see other guys stepping up to the plate other than it being Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum because if you look at it this way the Celtics are 14 and 2 when Jalen or Tatum put up 35 plus. So if either or puts up a 35 plus game, they're they're 14 and 2. And that's phenomenal. 
I mean, the two losses I believe was the Heat went in in overtime, and the other one was the uh, the Pacers when the Pacers beat us on that fluke game. I don't know what happened there, but um, yeah, no, uh, amazing games from uh, Horford and Brogdon. I mean, we should see what they do tonight versus the Nets. Uh, hopefully, Brogdon keeps up with that aggressiveness and. Horford stays steady along that three-point line and isn't afraid to shoot it. He's definitely getting more comfortable, and we need we need Horford to be able to make those shots behind the three-point line to space out the floor so the bigs are being pushed out to the three-point perimeter to open up space down low for the Celtics to drive down in the back court. Front court, sorry. So, but some key notes to take away from this game is that we were... Both teams are handicapped. Pelicans obviously out with their two best players, Zion Williamson and Brendan Ingram. Celtics out with their two best defenders, Robert Williams and Marcus Smart, which brings up to my other point. CJ McCollum, 38 points, six from 12 from deep is just unacceptable if you're the Boston Celtics. You finished the year last year as the best defense. They're still kind of trying to pick up the pieces from where they left off last season defensively. I do think they can get back up there. I mean, now that now with the addition of Robert Williams is starting to play again, he's back. He should start though. I mean, at this point, I will we'll see if he plays tonight, whatever, with his knee. But Robert Williams does he may not put up like the biggest stat line, but just having him on the court changes the whole entire game. It changes everything because players know. It's going to be tricky to drive to the drive to the basket. And, you know, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, they could just chuck up that ball. And Robert Williams on the offensive side is slamming that down nine times out of 10. Easy alley-oops down, down in the court, especially in transition offense. Especially when we speak about transition offense, it's, the Pelicans got most of the points from the transition game, this game. And one of the major takeaways from the Celtics and Pelicans game that I really picked up on is that when Marcus Smart and Robert Williams were out, right? You have to step up defensively in a defensive mindset. Okay, our two best defensive players are out tonight. We need we need to pick up their pieces, right? Well, the Celtics didn't really do that last night. There is more times that I could count where I saw the Celtics not running back on defense. Instead, they would complain to the referee for a no call and it would end up leading to an easy two points down at the other end for the Pelicans. That's just unacceptable if I'm the Boston Celtics, especially Jason Tatum. Now, I love Jason Tatum. We all love Jason Tatum. He's our current MVP right now. But some things need to be addressed. Jason Tatum, one point in the game, goes up for a layup. He gets fouled. He gets slapped on the arm, whatever. No call. They get the ball. They they take it down the port, court for an easy two. Where's Jason Tatum? On the other end of the court, complaining to the ref, rather than hustling back, playing defense. Unacceptable. It's unacceptable. Now, if you look back when Jason Tatum was a rookie, no emotion. He just played the game. Now, obviously, times are different now. Now he's 24 years old. 
one of the best players in the NBA, top five easily. His emotions are getting a little bit out of control. Another thing, Grant Williams, he's another guy. Emotions. This team gets carried away with their emotions. That's one of the weaknesses. When they get carried away, when things aren't going their way or the refs aren't calling certain fouls one way or another, this team, their emotions get in the way and it affects the whole entire game. Their rhythm, momentum, their efficiency, it cannot happen. They, the only reason why they will lose a game is if they beat themselves. No team is better than the Boston Celtics right now in the NBA. And I say that with an unbiased opinion. If you look at the Celtics and they play their best offense every single night, you cannot beat this team. And it goes proven. They're 30 and 12. They've had a couple of slip ups throughout the season, but they're 30 and 12. They're the best team in the NBA, best record. They just, they're proving themselves after falling short two games back. So if I'm the Boston Celtics, there needs to be some sort of, uh, not discussion, but just awareness. Someone needs to step up as a leader. You know, call a timeout, say, guys, don't worry about the refs. Let's just keep playing our game. We know we know how we play. Don't worry about it. Because they get frustrated because then they start. I've seen Tatum. He would get a no call, and then he would hack the guy or some, the next guy and get a reach in. And he would just complain, whatever, and then boom, technical. Unacceptable. Can't allow that. So getting back on defense is a big thing. Another thing, 15 for 44 from deep, 34%. There were there was one possession of the game last night where the Celtics just shot three threes in one possession. Finally, rebounded by Jalen Brown. And he said, screw this, instead of shooting three, drove to the basket, got the easy two. And that's why Jalen Brown is an all-star. Not everything is about the three game. And the Celtics have turned their team to a three-point shot shooting team first. That's their first option before anything else, which is fine if you make it, but when you're shooting the ball three times in one possession, it's not going in. Figure it out. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. I just... I'm being, I'm being hard on them because we know that this game... Probably should have been 130 to 110, if I'm being honest. And I don't care if Marcus Smart and Robert Williams are out. You guys were playing good offense throughout the game, but their defense was lacking. They were they were almost up by 20 points with like a couple of minutes to spare in the fourth quarter, but they started getting lazy again and allowing the Pelicans to score. This game should have not been an 11-point game. Should have easily been a 20-point blowout. A lot better than the Spurs and Bulls, though. Improvement. Those games should have been blowouts, but they were too close. Too close of a razor shave. They got they got the win, but these are these are games that shouldn't be a challenge for the Celtics. And that's another thing. I think they take certain games not as serious as others. They need to go into every single game like it's a playoff game. And maybe their record would be better. 
anyways, that's that's all I have for the Celtics and Pelicans game. Let's move on to the Celtics and Nets. Now, Celtics and Nets play tonight. First matchup since last time they played in Brooklyn a couple weeks ago. Um, Celtics won 103 to 92. I was actually there at that game. Shout out to my sister and her friend Amanda for getting me those tickets. I had a great time, great seats. I believe Jalen Brown put up 36, 38 points in that game. So we'll see what he does tonight um, with a no KD team. We'll see what the injury report is later on in the game if Robert Williams or Marcus Smart is still going to be out. Regardless, Celtics, the Nets are 14-1 and since the last time they met up with the Celtics. They went on that 12-game winning streak, and it got ended by the Bulls a couple of days ago. Now, given that KD's been playing out of his mind lately, and he's definitely up there in the MVP discussion for how he's been playing, but Celtics need to Celtics need to take this game seriously, even though Kevin Durant is out. We've seen what this team can do now. The Nets are not the same team from last year. We need to prove to them why we swept them in the first round and why we are the team to beat, not them. That's one. Now, last time they played, the Nets held the Celtics to their worst quarter ever. In the third quarter, they allowed 13 points for the Celtics. Terrible. Now, they still ended up coming out with the win because they put they put on a good fourth quarter performance to, to expand their lead and call the game. But 13 points in a quarter? Unacceptable. Unacceptable, if I'm the Boston Celtics. If the Celtics can figure out a way to come out in the second half with a little bit more energy and rhythm, they should have no problem winning this game. Because usually they, they, they average 60 points in the first half. They're the, fir- they're the first team, they're the highest team in the NBA with the most points in the first half, averaging 60 points in the first half. That's phenomenal. Their first half alone is fine. It's when they come into the second half, that third quarter, they fall apart. Celtics need to come into the second half and come in with just as much energy as they did in the first quarter. You need to stop the pick and roll with Kyrie Irving. You need Derek White to have a big game tonight. Peyton Pritchard will definitely get some minutes as well. And if I'm the Celtics, you're down Kevin Durant, right? So who do you switch on to Jason Tatum? Do you throw Ben Simmons on him? Maybe, but they're down. They're down their best player, the Nets. And if I'm the Celtics, I'm taking advantage of this, regardless if you have your two defenders out or not. However, we shall see what happens tonight. Other than that, guys, I am more than excited about this podcast, and I hope that you go follow my socials at Celtics Corner underscore on Twitter and Instagram for live game updates, posts, and discussion. I want to get to know you guys. I want to ride this thing out. And yeah, until then, go Celtics.